Google Plays like the Cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, season one, Black Life at a PWI. In halls of ivory, I stride with might, a black soul in a sea so light. Challenges rise, but I remain breaking barriers, shattering chains. Jeez, mm-hmm. chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Embracing knowledge, culture blend. At PWI's heart, my essence extends. I am the change, a beacon to see. Black at a PWI, I stand fiercely free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Thanks, chat GPT, for extending our essence. <laughs> Welcome to the head knot. Family, welcome to the head knot. <laughs> this is ACAD Productions. And we got a special guest. Boom, 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 boom. And our special guest today is my homie, April. What's going on? What up, what up, friends? Glad to be here. We glad you're here. And we get to talk about you a little bit. So <laughs> April <laughs> is a travel-loving techie currently residing on the south side of Chicago. Southside. Uh, south side. She did her undergrad at Drake University. That's where we met in Iowa, where the black student population was less than 10%. It was probably less than 4%, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably Two. Probably one, yeah. That experience, while it did prepare her for the corporate world, it definitely had its difficult moments. So we're excited to hear about April's experience at DU. And not to mention, you also went to DePaul as well, another PWI. Uh-huh. You know, we're supposed to ask what school you went to and what your call out is, but Anna just answered both those things. God dang <laughs> <Right> it. <then>. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do it for DePaul? What was DePaul's like? Um, you know how you go DU for Drake? What was DePaul's thing? Uh, I don't really think they have one. I guess they would be DU too, right? <laughs> fighting, fighting demons. You know, when you go to grad school, it's a whole different experience than undergrad. Oh, we'll totally. just call them DU too. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. We do ask you to do that, but April, do it anyway. My name is April Jones. I did my undergrad at Drake DU in Des Moines, Iowa, where Anna and I met. Um, and then I came back to Chicago a few years later, <clears throat> where I did my graduate studies at DePaul, which we are going to lovingly call DU2. And I'm here to talk about my experience at primarily white institutions. Boom, boom, awesome. boom, 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 boom. I love that we just gave it its own name. Like, <laughs> we just decided this is what it's going to be. Right. Yes. Uh, that's what it's going to be today. Here for it. So, so April, why, why Drake? Why did you choose to go to a PWI? That's a good question. I think um, growing up where I grew up and coming out of the high school that I came out of, even though I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago um, in Aurora, my high school was underfunded, underperforming. We had low test scores, all of those things. It was basically like a real life lean on me. So um, not lean on me. <laughs> definitely Don't. lean on me. <laughs> Sam. I love that. 
so you know senior year end of junior year senior year you start getting these things in the mail you know apply here college recruiters did come to my school i'm grateful for that so i got these letters i really wanted to go to purdue and be in their marching band i was a huge band nerd in high school um they ended up rejecting me because i didn't have two years of foreign language so I actually won a scholarship to the local community college, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I got to get up out of here. Applied to Drake, got into Drake. I didn't even go on campus until orientation weekend, and I met some cool people, and I was like, this is far enough away to be inconvenient for my family in the Chicago area, (laughs) but also close enough to get home for holidays or emergencies, right? So it wasn't really about... Oh, they have strong academics and, you know, they have a barging band, like their band sucked. So I didn't even end up joining, <laughs> I didn't end up joining the band at all. So that was, that was it. It wasn't, you know, as a 17 year old, you don't really know what you're doing unless you <clears throat> come from that type of background. And I am a first generation college student. Well, congrats for sure on that. Thank so you. when you got to, um, you know, you said you decided to go to Drake, like did they try to recruit you? Like, how did you hear about the school? Literally just a packet in the mail, right? Like, here's the, whatever the marketing materials were in 2004. That's what I got. And it was like a beautiful picture of a building that we now know is Old Main. And it's like the oldest building on campus. And they had like a couple of black folks sprinkled in the brochure. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I can probably do this. And that was, that was it. And so, do you remember orientation? Vaguely. I vaguely remember orientation. I just remember there being a whole lot of white people, right? And <laughs> the high school I went to was very, very diverse. The I think we had somewhere upwards of 60% um, Latino, Latina students. And I just wasn't... I was overwhelmed by the amount of white people, like... Like I said, I grew up in the suburbs. There are white people, but it's a very diverse place, right? And I remember, yeah. I remember that. And in a space like that, I feel like people of color generally tend to migrate towards each other, right? So I met every black person that was at orientation like we met. Also, I'm an introvert, and but I feel like being an introvert kind of draws people to you, right? With my resting bee face. So I'm just standing <laughs> around like, looking angry and here come all these people like hey where you from Welcome. I'm like, hey i'm just here to be oriented <laughs> not here to be oriented, here to be oriented. <laughs> but no you're right it is a bit of a shock because it's like you see white people but then when you go in and it's like whoa that's a lot of white people here like yeah. Did you have a moment where you're like, you know, okay, once you're kind of standing there and you're figuring out you're now meeting these black folk, what was that parallel like for you? Did you decide, okay, I know I'm introverted, but I'm I'm going to be cool hanging out with these black folk or yeah. you know, where do I go from here? Yeah, that was pretty much it. One of my friends that I'm, I'm still friends with today was like all in her extrovert spirit that day that we met. She had already met my mom and my mom had pointed her out to me and she was like, we're going to be friends. Like, hey, I'm from the Chicagoland area too. So, hey, friend. And I was like, all right, we can do this. And then there were a bunch of seminars. There was um, one of the 
what's it, I don't know what to call it, like orientation seminars was put on by a black woman named Wanda and seeing her up on the stage and she talked about diversity and she talked about how, you know, blood, sweat and tears are all the same color for everybody. And that was like motivational, okay. right? So it was like, okay, there are allies here. There are some black people here. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of allies and black people, where does Anna fit in there? Was she one of those folk came up to you? was like, hey, girl, hey. You know what? I don't remember exactly when we met, Anna. Anna I don't feel either. like you was a welcomer. I feel like in my spirit, you was you was around there somewhere welcoming folk. I mean, I was. I mean, it was. I don't know if I was still an orientation leader, though, when April came through. Because when April came through, I... I was a senior, right? You were a freshman. Yeah, uh-huh. And I don't know if I was still doing orientation leadership stuff at that point. I I, I definitely was one of those welcoming people, though, at, at one point. I just don't know if I was still doing it when April came along. But I will say this. Dr. Wanda Everidge's speech, I probably knew it by heart because I heard it so many yeah. times um, yeah. at orientations. And she absolutely set the tone every single time. And I actually... Still quote her on my LinkedIn page. Uh, Dare to dream was like mm. her thing. And um, I still talk to her to this day. Um, Wanda's everything. That's awesome. Yeah. She is amazing. She's an amazing person. Yeah. But I mean, we was definitely doing it. And by that time, I wasn't president of Coalition of Black Students either. I don't think. I don't think I did it my senior year. So, But I was around. I was definitely yeah. busy doing something. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to figure that out. What were you doing? Not greeting see. people. You're not prepping stuff. I How think I was tired at this point. Like I think I was tired. Doing? I was tired. I think I had. Cause I think I had just the year before. I had run for student activities board president, and I lost. Mm. And I had gotten another position in student activities where I was able to do events because Herschel was in charge. And another black person that was in administration at the time. So there was Herschel and Linda. Did you know Herschel? I do not know Herschel. Did he leave? It sounds like he did. Yeah. He Child. left. He left. I, know, right? mm-hmm. this is I don't know. This is 20 years ago, so... It April is. Was, April was Anna too cool to meet y'all at this no, point. Like, I don't what's think. going on? No, <laughs> not at I still, all. I still haven't heard when you met. Like, right, did y'all right. meet? Are y'all right. friends for real? We what did. Happened? I met. I met <laughs> all did. of Anna's friends first. I don't think me and Anna actually met until school started. Oh, Anna August. made had to make her entrance. It's okay. So, it's I feel like. <laughs> excuse me. I feel like Anna might have been one of the people that came to my room on move-in day. And just like they were searching for black people and they found me, right? There were like maybe five or six people. Um, Jamie was the president of of the Coalition of Black Students back then. She came to my room. I think you might have been one of the people that came to my room. And then um, there were a couple of y'all, you, Tasha, Ashley, that started inviting me to like events on campus. Like, oh, there's a speaker. You need to come here. Like, come with us. And so that was nice. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I have been... Mm-hmm. I, at that point, I was so tired. 
<laughs> senior year, you just be ready. Okay. Yeah. But you you was you, too you was too cool at that point. That's that's no, what I, heard. I was too tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was too tired at that point. And I probably felt like I had did my good deed. I had transitioned out and all the good things. Um mm-hmm. but me, Tasha, Ashley sound about right. I'm surprised yeah. Ty wasn't there too. She um, may have been. <laughs> cause yeah, cause me and yeah, yeah. That was like your resident queers. <laughs> me, 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 Tasha, Ashley together and make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How was that experience for you? How was it? I mean, were you out when you came to school? No, I didn't even really know that I was gay when I came to school. I just knew, I didn't really know I was gay, period, right? Like, I just knew I didn't like boys, but I didn't really know cognitively that liking girls was an option, right? Because I grew up in, slightly grew up in church. And then when I was in high school, I got invited to this youth group. And so I started participating in that, which was great. It was a, it was a great experience, but I think it kind of further closeted me a little bit more. So y'all kind of pushed that out of me. I'm about <laughs> to say, that, yeah, that was pretty much a theme because I definitely was not out when I got to undergrad, but Tasha was on it. Okay. She, she, she clocked was. me so fast. She clocked me and, fast. Um, <laughs> So we stayed clocking people, so it makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. That's so funny. But I do remember, um, like, we took you home one point. We was yeah. driving back to Chicago. We take right. you home. That's like, right. Yeah. Appreciate the ride, because riding the Greyhound, <laughs> back then the Talk Greyhound was the thing, right? And you would go right. from Des Moines, Iowa, to Davenport, Iowa. And I remember there was, like, a jail somewhere around there. And there would be... <laughs> prisoners and you could tell they were prisoners because they had all their stuff in a clear plastic bag and they had on like what are now vans right them jail oh, issue, yeah, shoes, yeah, them shoes. Mm-hmm. and they would get on on the greyhound and they would ride to chicago or decal which which was the next stop and it, we would be like lord what is happening on this bus gee i took mm-hmm. the greyhound so much i was up to so much yep Oh, the Greyhound. It was an experience. I, I had, a, yeah. had a lot of, yeah, I had a lot of Greyhound tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they needed a rewards program back then. They do need a rewards <laughs> program, like for real. <laughs> it feels like no matter how far you rode, it was always a long ride. Like Greyhound oh, was God. always going to be a long ride, yes. no matter what. Yes. What about those like first no. trips home? Like, what was that like for you? Like, you know, kind of going back and forth. It was, it was weird, right? Because not only am I a first-generation college student, but I there were only, you know, my, my high school graduating class was 500 people. There may have been 50 of us that went on to college immediately. Mm-hmm. And so going back home would be like a mix of the whole town wants you to come visit them, right? Everybody wants you to come see them. And the first few times I was like, okay, I'm going to try to see everybody I can see, cousin them, auntie them, friends in them. And then slowly that started to like dwindle to like, now I'm sneaking into town. I'm sure y'all experienced this too, right? (laughs) We just sneaking into town to see your family and get some good food. Cause they, that there was a hard absence of that in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) So can somebody make me a pan of dressing? Uh, I need some macaroni and cheese with corners. Can we just like (laughs) get this in real quick? Let me get a plate. I'm on a Greyhound eating my food. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting, right? Like 
because as a as a first generation student, everybody wants to know what it's like. And you know, the first holiday is is what Labor Day, so you're only about two weeks in. You don't know what to experience yet. But in hindsight, I'm like, you know, college is hard when you have to go live there. <laughs> like, we don't go live at work. We don't go live anywhere else but college. That's true. So. It was always always good though. It's good to see people, but I was by the time the long weekend was over, I was ready to go back. Yeah, yeah. So talk about some of those those eatings, the food. What was it like up there? What did you miss the most? The the first you, thing you can say too, Anna. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is like I mentioned, there were there were a lot of of Hispanic folk, Latino folk in my hometown so there are still when I, I go to Aurora today there are taco spots everywhere and they're all amazing there was none of that there was like one taco place when I first got there and it was called Tasty Tacos no shade on them but coming from Chicago land area and going to Des Moines and getting tacos where all of the meat has beans built into it like whose idea was this not built in built in you can't not Back oh, then, no. you could not order a taco that did not have beans in the ground beef. And that's all they had <laughs> were ground beef tacos. <laughs> so that's that hilarious. was off-campus dining, right? And then there were just like Chicago conveniences like Portillo's and Popeye's and White Castle that did not exist in Des Moines. Uh, I, I know they don't have Portillo's. They got a Popeye's finally, maybe about 10 years ago. Um, yeah. I, I still don't think there's a White Castle. There was no Dunkin' Donuts. There were no 7-Elevens. It's like, I'm four hours away from home, but this is like a different planet. What was their spot? Like, we didn't have any of that either. We didn't have um, Popeyes. I remember I was so mad when they didn't have, like, a Popeyes or any of that. And KFC. They, like, they had, um, what's it, Sheets? Like, the little, like, hmm. gas station slash, like, they have, like, food inside, like, hot mm-hmm. food. That's the first oh. time I've ever seen anywhere even do that. Before the Wawa's and the Royal Farms, I'm like, what is this? They cook food in the gas station? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They do it different. Rural places do it different, They G. do it different. I ain't gonna lie, them cheeseburgers was hitting after a while. They was. But I was like, that's a thing? Like, for yes, real? Yes, yeah. Yeah. That- well, I know for sure, like, the Coalition of Black Students during Black History Month, we would put on Mama's Cooking, and that was the time to eat. We ate. I know we'd be in there cooking. I was making sweet potato pies. I mean, the whole campus would converge upon the Black House to eat. Um, Absolutely. And share our culture. But that was like, that was like the one time. I don't that think we it. did one that very year. often. <laughs> Once a year, you can get some macaroni with corners, some dressing, some sweet potato pie, hang out with some Black people. We had yeah. a little fishbowl trivia that used to yep. get real interesting with some real of the questions people were asking. Real interesting. Uh, April, so what did you get into on campus? What did I get into? Um, I played intramural basketball for a couple years. That was good. Um, I got into the Coalition of Black Students, right, with the president coming to meeting me during move-in day. So I went to those events. Those were always great. I got into another group called Rainbow Union, which was for for queer students. That's what it was called. 
but it was yeah, also very white. <laughs> white. It was and all that white. It is still the experience of gay spaces, right? Unless it's got a black twist on it, it's it's very, very white focused. I mean, it's a primarily white school. There's not a lot of black people here, period. And there's also not a lot of gay black people. I think in 2004, it was you and me and Tasha and Ashley. Like, <laughs> like That's why when you said we met you in your room. That's right. not about right. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to come to campus a whole stud and not even know that you're gay? Come outside. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, that would be me. <laughs> right. Are you wearing That would be my clothes? experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about you got a boyfriend. What? You are the boyfriend. <laughs> Get it together. Get it yeah. all together. Stop so they, got, they got me together, but I went, you know, the Rainbow Unit events did what they did. They, I went to my first drag yeah. show and um, just got to experience some of the some of the queer culture, right? Learning about labels and, and, and obviously those things have expanded a lot over the last 20 years. Because yeah. back then it was still like, you identify as queer? Like, that's such a harsh word. And now oh, it's yeah. like pan and they's and them's. And like, we didn't have, we didn't really have they's and them's. The trans folks were he's or she's. And that just was what it was. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much it, right? Like, over the months, I made some more friends. We found an 18 and up nightclub downtown Des Moines that we would go to. And they had one next door to it called Static or something like that. And that was 18 and up and it was open till 4 a.m. So, you know, it was it was nuts. Okay, Static. Right. We used to happen at Static, huh? It was a lot going on at Static. Yeah, you could get somebody yeah. to slip you a wristband and get you some drinks. Wow. Good there we time. Go. Static. I definitely remember partying. I can't remember the name of none of them clubs, but mm-hmm. that means I you partied remember. a little too hard. That's I mean, what that meant. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely went outside. Okay, we definitely, oh, we definitely went, outside. went outside. You was getting those wristbands early yo, on, huh? I see. Yo, that tweet was it? Tweets joint. Uh, there. What's that song? There goes yeah, my. Yeah, that's tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that bring back some good memory. <laughs> that's that that's that juking at the house party. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And about to tell her herself. Mm-hmm. I see it all right now. It was great. Nope, I ain't saying another word. It was wonderful time. You know, I'm gonna have questions later off the record. Let me make a Ooh. note to myself. Ask about tweet. Ty mm-hmm. and Theato's oh, house. That's all I'm gonna say, Anna. Ty and Theato's oh, house. Man, had a good times in that house. And that Ford Explorer. Man. <laughs> Explorer. Do, do you what know that Ford Explorer is? is still running? My uncle still drives that Ford Explorer today. I tell you no lies. It, I saw it in my parents' driveway the other day. Dang. We had That's some gotta times. It's got to be like an 01 or an 02 or something like that. <laughs> it got to be. got to be. So, uh, backstory, head not fam. My... My father and a couple of his friends actually drove me up a vehicle to undergrad, um, this Ford Explorer Sport. It was black. <laughs> it was two doors. And I and then they drove back to Chicago that same day. And so then I had a truck. We did all types of things in that truck. That truck went to a <laughs> lot of places. It seemed to a lot of things. It, it, it There was lots of smokes that happened up in that. that a lot of hot boxes that happened hot in that. Hot boxes. <laughs> It was a good time. Oh, man. We used good to hot box and like, go to the 
go to the white frat parties and just we would get out the truck and there would be just a cloud of like that Charlie Brown dude that got that cloud over him. We would walk into the party and everybody would be like, damn. Okay. Uh, was yeah, it was high. It's kite. <laughs> so many questions, but I would, I would just keep them for later when Anna going to tell me the real story. Oh, um, man. Yeah. I've already Speaking said too of, much. Like, no, you didn't. You ain't say enough. Period. <laughs> just know it was a good time. Wanna know. It was we a good time. Know. The fans want to know. We want to know. <laughs> Classic times. Oh, God. Party! Oh, you know what that means. So speaking of like clubbing and music, what were some of the differences or what was a new music or new song or whatever that you may have learned once you kind of got into this predominantly white uh, mm-hmm. university? Mm-hmm. I will say being, being um, like I said, I was a band nerd. So that did give me more exposure to different types of music. I was always sort of an eclectic music listener but moving to Iowa probably put me more on classic rock 80s rock there is one song pour some sugar on me that white folks (laughs) just went nuts right and it was usually like the second or third song before the bars would close and everybody was already lit and they're just they're going ham they're standing on the bar they got the empty vodka bottles and they're pretending to pour it all over themselves and pour it all over each other and it's just that's the white people go nuts song in Iowa. But we also, you know, we had our own, we had our own little you digs going on. Uh, my sophomore year, my roommate was from East St. Louis. And that was when, when Young Jeezy's Thug Motivation came out. And that was like the anthem for our apartment. We used to blast that blast the whole soundtrack every day. Because <laughs> we were like, we are not going to let these people... ACDC us to death on our way to campus. <laughs> but I'm, I am grateful for that experience, right? Because I know a lot more artists. I know a lot more music than I probably would have learned had I stayed home and, and went to community college in my comfort bubble. So it definitely, the whole experience as, a, as an 18 year old, like you are forced out of your comfort zone. There's nobody there to make you. F- go to school unless you got friends that are like take your ass to class man what are you doing but your mom was not coming to wake you up with breakfast and and all of that good stuff so yeah the music the people the experience having to walk across campus in the freezing cold i swear anna you can probably attest to this Mm -hmm. but it gets colder in des moines than it does in chicago 100 percent That yes. frosty wind smacking you across your face. <laughs> like at one point, first I remember thing in the walking. First thing yes, in the first thing in yeah. the morning. I remember wrapping my pajama pants around my face so just my eyes were out. Because <laughs> I didn't have, like, what 18 year old has scarves and mittens, right? You, you're going to get some after this walk. You across should. Camping. It came from 
Chicago. You you should have had that. You just grinned and buried in Chicago. You're going straight to the car. <laughs> ain't no grinning no grin in uh, Des Moines. Not, no, uh, ain't not no a grin, grin at all. <laughs> not walking across campus. Yes. I remember yeah. one, one uh, winter, I scared the crap out of my classmates because I had the little scully thing that covers you from your nose down. Uh-huh. And then I had the cap that covers my eyes and had an A on the top of it. And I had a big furry coat. They didn't know who I was walking around that campus. Did not care. I was like, nah. You just freeze nah. eyes. You freeze your eyes. That's it. Right. It's too cold. It's too cold. And campus might yes. even that big, but it don't matter. You it's outside. Open. Walk. It's, it's open. open. Yeah. It's just yeah. open. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's when yeah. I learned the different types of winds. See, like in D.C., it's just windy. Like... Like in other places, like when y'all let it be like lake effects and like the wind chill, like what? It's just there are types. Like we have levels to this. Absolutely. Oh, there are levels to this. There are levels to this. The lake effect makes it negative. And the lake effect always makes it negative something. Like without it, it's like eight. But with the lake effect, it's like negative 10. Like why? 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 A hundred percent. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Was there a time that you wanted to click your heels and just go back home? Like, I'm out. Like, it's too, I'm too out many white people here. I can't. <laughs> too much. <laughs> like, um, You know, I never had one of those moments. I witnessed them really? a lot freshman year with, with my friends and, and just people that I knew on campus. But... I was honestly happy to not be at home. It was not it was even new. the beans and the meat all the time. I that mean, the, the campus dining was sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely lost. I lost weight my freshman year. Like everybody wow, like, so oh, you didn't get the 15. freshman fifteen. No, yeah. I started working wow. out with the football team, and. I lost like 20 pounds my freshman year. I went home and people were like, are you doing drugs while you're out there? And I was like, no, I'm not doing drugs. Dang. Because that's what they do in Iowa, right? Right. Uh, But yeah, no, I was, I I, I feel like I was close enough, right? If I felt a little homesick, I can go home for the weekend. But I never really was like, I hate it here. I want to move back home. Which was good. I love that for you. I love that for you. That's good though. Yeah. Yeah. I know Anna and was then, ready to go. Oh, I was ready. I mean, well, I, I, had, I had a different the, experience. Let's say at the top of the conversation, Anna ain't involved in no programs no more. <laughs> Anna just trying to get up out of here. Not greeting nobody my, or nothing. I, I, right. I was on my way to grad school. I had did my good work at, at the DU. I had did my good work. I believe it. Um, I have a question. How did you know? How did you know? So is there something where, you know, once you were there, you knew this was the right choice or you were happy to, you know, just kind of be there? Like you knew like, okay, yeah, I can do this. This is good. This works. I think I think the impact of the welcoming committee is understated. All of these people showing up to my room and then once my family left, you know, I went to the dining hall and got something to eat and people came and sat next to me and were like, hey, I'm such and such. I'm from such and such. Like, hey, let's be friends. There's an event going on tomorrow night. I had one experience like right away. So in 2004, move-in day was August 18th. And my birthday is on the 21st of August. And so 
I met this girl on campus. Her name is Deidre. And another extrovert who walked right up to me and was like, hey, I haven't met you. What's your name? And I was like, dang, lady. But she's like, hey, you know, we're going to XYZ. I have a car here. If you need to go grocery shopping, just let me know. And I was like, oh, yes. that's really nice, right? Okay. And she was like, I'm from Oklahoma. So, like, basically, let's be friends. And I was like, oh, my birthday is, you know, this is maybe day two or three. My birthday is on the 21st. She gathered, like, four or five people. They went to Walmart, got a cake, and came, knocked on my door with his cake on my birthday. And I was just like overwhelmed like y'all don't even know me i had just met some of the people with them i didn't even meet until that moment and so i was like oh this is a place where people like really care about you yeah so that was a that was an amazing experience we still talk about that because they make fun of how i reacted they told me i was hood because i was like oh man y'all like this is this is so dope <laughs> chicago like, where are you from <laughs> not oklahoma not yeah and so for that to happen was... like right away it was it was like it left an impression right and i'm still right. friends with those people yeah. And yeah. big up to Deidre. She actually ran for governor of Iowa. Like, she, she stayed did. in Iowa. She what? Did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, big up Wow. But no, I agree, too, like, in general with the whole, like, those first couple of weeks and, like, the upperclassmen and how to interact with you. It does. It does go a long way. It's not. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first got there, like, to my school, and I was just like, this feels like sleepover high school because it's just, like, <laughs> a bunch of, like, kids and we're sleeping here. We live here now, apparently. But then it's like once you kind of start walking around campus and meeting folk and like especially the black folk and like they're welcoming you and it's very genuine. It's not just to like get numbers or, you know, reach, you know, whatever quotas that they're trying to reach, but they're genuinely trying to reach out to you. It does help the sustainability of their organizations. But still, that goes that goes a long way. And then you want to pay it for it. Like when I became upper class, I wanted to do the same you know, for those coming in. So it's like. That makes a huge difference. That was really dope of them to do that. It was. It was. This interview is exactly why we wanted to do this pod. Because every Black person's experience at a PWI was not the worst thing that ever happened to them. (laughs) Like, I feel like the narrative is that, you know, we hate the schools that we went to. But that's just not the case. April was like, didn't even have a moment, okay? Not even a moment. So, you know, we out here going to PWI, surviving, but actually enjoying the experience too i think that's why we another reason why we wanted to do this pod yeah that's a, that's a good call out i think sometimes when i talk to my cousins or friends who went to historically black colleges and universities <coughs> i'm like oh maybe i should have went to howard or i should have went to tsu but i don't i don't i wouldn't change i wouldn't change anything like i said in my bio like i feel like being only at a white school prepared me for corporate Right. Like I work in tech and I walk into a meeting and I'm the only black person there. I'm the only woman there. I'm the only non-gender conforming person there. And I've gone into spaces where people have literally never seen anybody like me. When I worked in consulting, it was like a very like buttoned up type of experience. Like you're going to meetings and you got to wear a suit. And I'm coming in in a men's suit and people are staring at me like what is wrong with this individual? And I and had I not had that experience, 
it would have been overwhelming, right? It would have been a shock to my system to to have people not understand my existence. And I think, you know, like Anna mentioned, when she was a senior when I was a freshman, so she left and went to New York for grad school immediately, and it was just me. I was the only black masculine lesbian on campus for three of my four years at Drake. And that it alone was... You're talking about, you see the memes all the time where people are like, oh, we're going to talk about slavery and everybody turns to look at the black person. Like, they did that every time we talked about queer issues, every time we talked about black issues. I've had other students accuse me of being in affirmative action admission. And, you know, as a teenager, I'm like, my grades, you know what I'm saying? I had the grades to get into here. Now I'm just like, whatever, think whatever you want about me. I don't really care. But it's because of that experience, because of that adversity I think adversity builds character. Love that. It's a good rap. Yeah. Adversity does build character. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a rap. I'm just processing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. you're about to like spit some bars after that. Anna. Like, <laughs> no, just, like, I got no bars. I'm just like, like start looking away. Like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> right. She was like, like, I'm not fire. <laughs> no, no fire. No fire. I got nothing. That was, no, yeah, no, that's it's it. valid. Yeah. 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 Thanks, April. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show, friends. for tuning in to the head nod podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the cube app and at dcp official across social family follow my sis adele at i am adele coleman across all socials and follow the coolest to ever do it anna deshawn at anna deshawn on all socials listen wherever you get your podcast and if you really dig it leave a rating and a review Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod.